With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to episode 96 of Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield. I am not joined by Philip Slavin today, but I am joined by Brandon Kane. He's done a lot of good work for us since he's come to the site with wrestling, and he's going to come on, and we're going to give the team a little bit of love today. How are you doing? Not too bad. Good. I'm glad. You know, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. We wanted to talk a little bit more than just kind of giving the team a shout-out for a win in the duel. I know that you can... You can talk a little bit more intelligently than I probably can, as I mentioned on the last podcast. I I understand wrestling. I get the basic idea, but I don't know how to talk about it in a manner that other than, oh, we got points. It's about all I got. So to have that is going to be a really it's gonna be run, fun. It's going to be insightful for our uh, our listeners here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here and, uh, you know, bring in some positivity. Yes, for, uh, absolutely. After the, yeah, after the way basketball has kind of started to take a little bit of a turn, uh, we really need something to talk about for the winter, at least with a little bit more of a positive line. So this will be good for everybody. So let's, for those that don't necessarily follow wrestling, can you kind of give everyone a rundown of how the season's gone so far and how everyone has, uh, how, how everyone's been doing for the Cowboys? Yeah. So, uh, at this point in the season, they are pretty much a walking hospital ward, as I like to refer to the squad. Um, it seems like, one person gets injured, and then another one, and then one gets healthy, and another one does. So um, it's just been a revolving door, uh, kind of at those middle weights. Uh, there's been an injury to Boo at 149, who's the starter, and then King G. Feller stepped in. He's a redshirt freshman. He has far exceeded expectations. He's ranked in the top five. Uh, he had two matches against the top two ranked wrestlers uh, last weekend, and he lost both of those, but then he rebounded this weekend, got two wins against West Virginia, and Pitt, and then Wyatt Sheets uh, made his collegiate dual debut this weekend, uh, and he got two Ws as well, uh, including a win over uh, 10th ranked wrestler in the nation uh, against Pitt. And both those victories came pretty much all in the third period. Uh, he's only scored one point through the first two frames and then just really put it on uh, in the third for the W's there. Um, and then Chip Smith is back in the lineup, uh, up two weight classes from where he's normally at. So uh, he's at 174, top five ranks. Stringing together some wins there. And with Chandler Rogers out at 165, it really is kind of putting Joe Smith in a bind to where 
what does he do with 157, 149 when uh, Boo comes back at 149? Do you move him up to 157 and have Chandler Rogers stay at 165? So, all right in the middle, there's uh, a big cluster of talent, uh, which is obviously a, a good problem to have. And then uh, Derek White is holding down the fort at heavyweight. He only has one loss this season. Uh, and that was the Gable Stevenson, who's top ranked uh, from Minnesota. And uh, Nick Pincinini is the lone cowboy that is undefeated at 125. He's ranked number four. And uh, Dayton Fix just suffered his first collegiate loss. He's uh, a number four ranked wrestler from Pitt. And uh, yeah, Cade Brock's just doing his thing at 141. So that's pretty much the gist of things for now. Um, they just had a pretty long and lengthy uh, road trip where they were on the road from uh, December 9th, I believe, for the Bedlam duel until this past weekend. But then they have a string of five home duels um, as they ride into uh, March and Big 12s and national tournaments. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to have the team back in Stillwater. I love going to the duels. It's a lot of fun. It's a great experience for anyone that has never been to Gallagher for a wrestling duel. I highly recommend it. Uh, the atmosphere is just like a basketball game in terms of the rowdiness of the crowd. Everyone gets really into it. It's a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend for those uh, able to go, definitely do it. There's one this Sunday against Iowa State. There's no excuse. Just just go. It's a great time. Uh, but I do. It's it's amazing how so many guys can get hurt for this team. And it, there's no talent drop-off whatsoever. It almost feels like this is what it feels like to be at Alabama in football, where you can just have one really solid guy go down and then someone else steps up and wins just as much. So to you know win all the duels that they have so far this year pretty convincingly, uh, it's per- very impressive given how many injuries there are. Uh, I want to go and talk about Dayton Fix for a second just because he is, he's incredible. Obviously, he lost his first match the other day, but it, you know it's not... Uh, you know, not, I mean, he's human. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, but it's not like he's lo- even, I think he lost three to one. So it wasn't like he was completely dominated in the match at all. Most of his matches are very low scoring. You know, what does he do so well that keeps him in these matches, either when they're close and he finds a way to win, or he just completely dominates his opponent like they're absolutely nothing? Yeah, I think the, the big thing with Dayton is he knows where he's at on the mat, and that's a big thing. Uh, his takedown, he had two takedown attempts in the first period um, against Filippi uh, in that pick duel where he was right on the boundary line and almost got takedowns, um, utilizing an inside trip for one of them, and then the other one was just a, a single leg attempt. Uh, and then it came to bite him a little bit in the third uh, where he got taken down. It was the first offensive points that he's allowed all season. So he's gone half throughout the season without allowing an offensive point. Um, so that was pretty big for that guy to score on fix there. Uh, and they just I mean it's kind of like a, a thing throughout the team but they're just so heavy on top and just being able to control their opponents uh and Dayton just does enough offense to avoid stalling calls for the most part. Um, and that's, that was really big in the, the match against Soriano. So. 
Yeah, I know everyone's kind of looking forward to the match uh, when the guy that won 33 for Iowa, his name escapes me right now, but I know everyone's looking forward to that match, and that's going to be probably the most highly anticipated one on February 24th in Stillwater. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun, and I love watching that guy wrestle. He, you know, you can just tell how dominant he is, and the fact that he is a redshirt freshman, um, that you know he's going to win national titles for Oklahoma State. Like I think that's really you know he he's another guy like what Alex Daringer and Dean Heil have been able to do in recent years. Like he's going to be kind of that big name guy. And spe- sticking with 133 here, Seth Gross, who is the reigning national champion for South Dakota State at 133, he's out for the season. Does this? How much of an advantage do you think this is for Fix? And do you think that he now is one of the front runners to be a contender for the national title this year at that weight class? Um, so one thirty three is definitely the one weight class uh, in the country that's just been like changing every single duel for the most part uh, among the top ten guys. Uh, Gross being out helps as far as like seating at Big Twelves. Dayton's taking care of all of his Big 12 opponents so far. Uh, he has a big one next Sunday with Iowa State and uh, Austin Gomez. And Gomez was pinned, I believe. He was pinned uh, this past Thursday uh, by a guy from Ryder, so not like the biggest competition there. Uh, but he bounced back and took criticism against West Virginia uh, today. All right, awesome. With a, with a decision, so uh, kind of this, the same, uh, you know, same opponent within, you know, a few days. So um, that'll be a really, really good match, probably the marquee match of that duel. Um, so I would say Fix is probably 1-2 with Gomez there uh, at Big 12s. And, uh, yeah, it just it'll help with seeing, and then you, I mean, there's there's no easy match in this conference at that weight um, or at nationals, but if you can if you can get a, a bonus point win or something like that at nationals, that'll help uh, in the team rooms. All right, awesome. That's something to look forward to. The one I've seen the one I don't follow it that closely, but seeing how stacked one thirty three is, uh, it's going to be a tougher fix. But I I know how talented he is, and I've seen what he's been able to do, and I think there's you know nothing that tells me he can't be an absolute stud in this weight class for years to come and even this year. Uh, let's, you know, go up to the, the top of the weight classes here at heavyweight with Derek White. Uh, he's been dominant, you know, the last couple of years for Oklahoma State Conference champion last year, All-American, and he's had a great year, obviously only one loss. Uh, he got his first pin in that game, in the match against uh, OU, and, you know, that led to the uh, misconduct point for OU after uh, his opponent tried to come out and shove him a little bit. Uh, but that was actually Derek White's first ever pin as a senior. And then he's been doing nothing but that. He's been pinning nearly every opponent he's had in uh, recent uh, duels here since then. What has he been able to do so well that's led him to be able to get those back points and finish off the match early? It's mainly just with uh, with body control. Uh, he's able to adjust his hips and uh, bait his opponents into leaning into him. And then he can go for a throw. Um, he's a, a smaller heavyweight, so he's able to uh, do some leg attacks, which isn't too common among heavyweights, uh, but he has skill set as well. So when a guy's facing white, they have to take that into their game plan as well. So if you go into a match all the time and you're just watching, 
maintain your balance and stuff so you don't get thrown while you're you know going in for a tie yourself then you may forget oh this guy actually is quick on his feet too so he can just take me down on a single leg or uh, a throw by so that's what really benefits him um, that match with uh, Stevenson from Minnesota was a good one uh, I I hope that we see it again at Nationals I, I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun um, and it'd be an interesting interesting crowd reaction to that with uh, Oklahoma State guy and a Minnesota guy in uh, Pittsburgh there'll be a lot of uh, Ohio State Penn State uh, faithful in that crowd for oh sure. for sure that would be that would, that would be an interesting thing of who people would actually want to root for at that point that would be a that'd be a fun one to watch for sure uh, I kind of want to go to on the national scale here for a second. Obviously, some Oklahoma State's one of the top programs in the country and has been for years up there with Penn State, Iowa State, uh, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, I mean, uh, Iowa and, you know, the like. Is this a year that you think Oklahoma State could legitimately contend for a title? Obviously, they're up there every year, but is this a year that you think they maybe can jump Penn State, Ohio State uh, this year maybe and be able to get a title they haven't had in nearly a decade? Uh, no. No. <laughs> It's coming, though. It's coming. Um, I it, 2020 all depends on if Dayton Fix takes an Olympic redshirt. Um, but, man, they've got so much good talent, like, right in the wings there. Uh, and you still have some senior guys. So uh, I don't see anyone touching them at Big 12s. Northern Iowa will give them a, probably their biggest push that they've received in some time uh, at the conference tournament. But as far as nationally, probably top five finish is what you can look for there. Um, and it's just because those Penn State guys don't just win, they rack up bonus points. Uh, and that's just not, not something that OSU can keep up with. Okay, so I'm going to have you kind of circle back to the you know the question I just asked about bonus points. So what does it mean for bonus points at national tournaments? Is that just winning by major decisions or pins, or how does that work? I'm I'm not too yeah. familiar with it, and I'm sure that maybe some listeners aren't either. So if you could elaborate on that, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, so you just get um, it's just normal scoring. So uh, a decision will give you three points, and then if you win by major, eight points or more, it'll, it'll be four, and then tech balls five, and you win by fifteen or more. Uh, and then, uh, and that just stops the match right away. And then a pin is six points. Uh, so, uh, and that also plays into like uh, the Hodge Trophy decision, where it's like it's the uh, it's college wrestling's equivalent of the Heisman. Okay. And basically, all these guys are hammers. They're really good. Um, so they're all like you know, one loss, two loss undefeated, and then you look at how many bonus points they rack up of those wins. So if you go 30-0 and 0 throughout the season, congrats, but if you only had five bonus wins, then not as spectacular as someone who had 15 or so. Alright, so, uh, so it kind of looks at how dominant you were overall rather than right. just your win total. Yeah, Okay. and then, that's, and then at the national tournament, uh, obviously like Sending your full lineup helps because if you have 10 guys who can rack up points for you. Uh, and then if you have guys who are putting up bonus point wins, then that's just 
it's going to increase your point total. Uh, so the big thing is those first two rounds to get those bonus points from those guys, and then also in the wrestlebacks. Uh, so a guy loses and then goes into the consolation bracket to go through and basically claw your way back, so to speak, um, to the podium. And also, maybe it's a, an upset, it's a, a fluke loss or whatever, where you have a guy who can pick up bonus points and have that guy go through the consolation bracket and get those wins back uh, that he would have gotten in the championship bracket. Okay, so next I kind of want to talk about. So you know, we've mentioned some you know specific guys you know that are the prominent ones for Oklahoma State. Obviously, Derek White, Nick Piccinini, Caden Feller's been really good. Obviously, Dayton Fix. Who's a guy that you think is maybe a little bit underrated and you think maybe can make some noise? Obviously, at conference, but maybe at nationals as well. Uh, I think it's it's kind of funny that we haven't talked about Kate Brock at one forty one too much. Uh, this weekend, he had. Two pins, and they were very reminiscent of his uh, fall against Cody Brewer two years ago. Um, Brewer was the defending champion at 133, and in Brock's first ever collegiate match, pinned him. Um, so it was just got some underhooks on him and threw him straight to his back, and just like that, it was done with. Uh, so, I mean, Brock's definitely someone to watch there. Jacob Smith is a really interesting guy. Um, he's a he's a bit smaller, which is weird to say, um, because that dude is absolutely jacked. He's built like a Greek god. Like it, it's yeah. insane. <laughs> um, so he's he's smaller compared to others at his weight class. But when you look at him, you're like, okay, like this guy's just all muscle. Um, so I mean. He, he gutted out a win against number 12 ranked guy, uh, who has a name harder pronounced than, uh, Pincinini. But, uh, yeah, Jacoby Smith's an interesting guy to watch, uh, and see how he develops at that weight. All right. Well, I think that's the last of my questions. I know we, this is a little bit of a quicker podcast than we're used to, but I feel like we got a lot of information in. Brandon, I really appreciate you coming on here and uh, filling in for uh, Philip here and giving us some brand new insight and something new to talk about on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, happy to uh, contribute, and hopefully we can do this uh, more as the season unfolds. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure that we will uh, We will have you back on, if nothing else, for the after the Iowa duel so we can get a recap there because that's going to be – a marquee matchup in Gallagher, Iowa. I'm really extremely excited for that one. I have a family friend driving down from Kansas that just loves wrestling, and uh, he's going to come and watch the match. And you know, I know it's going to be that. That may be one where Gallagher Iowa is about ten thousand people in there. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for that one. But all of them, really, Iowa State's going to be another fun one on Sunday. That's a conference matchup, so it'll be a lot of fun. It, it's a fun thing. It's a great season. Uh, like I said, if you're an Oklahoma State student and you've never been to Gallagher Iowa for a duel, I highly recommend it. Even if you're not necessarily a wrestling fan, just take in the atmosphere. It's really, really fun. Now, Brandon, before I let you go, let's do a little social media plug here. Where can everyone follow you on Twitter? I know you do other work uh, with hockey, so if you got any hockey fans out there, feel free to plug that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm on Twitter at uh, Brandon M. Payne. That's C-A-I-N. Um, it's all one thing, all lowercase, so you can find me there. Um, I do work with Second City Hockey at SB Nation's uh, Chicago Blackhawks site, and then uh, 
obviously, uh, you know, Oklahoma State wrestling coverage uh, for Cowboys Ride for Free. So. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. You can follow me, everyone, at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. Uh, like basketball, we're going to have wrestling. Uh, you know, we're getting into baseball season now. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up for the site, and hopefully this week is a little bit less eventful than uh, the last uh, week has been. And we hope everyone has a good three-day weekend and has a good uh, rest of your week, and we will talk to you. Philip and I will be back on Thursday for the next episode of the podcast. Have a good one, everybody.